Caleb Williams talks about potentially being drafted by the Chicago Bears, dispelling a lot of the rumors around him, kind of. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Plus, three teams have emerged as potential candidates to trade for Justin Fields, and the Atlanta Falcons are at the head of that pack. We're also going to talk about the edge rushers that the Chicago Bears have met with in the draft combine so far and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So Caleb Williams was recently interviewed, and he said a lot of kind of tidbits that you're going to see. This was uh, by ESPN. He said this. This is what I've been preparing for my whole life. Since I was 10 or 11, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. At that age until now, basically feels like your whole life. I'm excited. I'm ready to get back on football around my teammates and my brothers, my new brothers now. If I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. Uh, and it, when asked about you know the, the him requesting a trade or not wanting to play for the Chicago Bears, he said this, I'm not pushing any agenda. At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not p- pushing any agenda of, yeah, I want to go or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. Now, there's going to be a lot of things taken away from this point. The fact that he said at the end of the day, the Bears have the last say, regardless of how I feel, you're going to get the people who say, hey, Caleb doesn't want to come here. They're going to take that part. They're going to use that loudly to say, hey, Caleb Williams really doesn't want to come here. He just realized he he has to if the Bears draft him. Now, you're going to get people that take just the part of, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. They're going to take that part and run. When I've already seen the articles from Bleacher Report and other places that have taken just those parts of it and just try to make a whole article built off of it without really referencing the full entire thing of what he said. You know what we do here at Chicago Bears Central? We don't want to clickbait you. We don't want, want you to, to only give you part of the story. He said a lot in that. And I do think that he he, he 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 comes from a standpoint that's realistic, right? Yes, if he gets drafted by the Chicago Bears, you still get an opportunity to live out your dream. But him saying that, hey, if they do trade the pick, I'll be just as excited. And it, it's not about how I feel. And that's a maturity level to it because it's not about it, right? As much as the we're, we live in like a player empowerment movement across a lot of sports and things like that, Still comes down to it. If you're drafted, you're drafted, and that's what it what it, what is going to be. Now there have absolutely been players in the past that have tried to force their way to certain teams in the draft or not be drafted by certain teams. And like I said, a couple of no, it was a few episodes ago. It's probably about two weeks ago at this point. Which with the way that we drop content, two weeks is probably about twenty five episodes ago. But with that said, that there is the point that you have to worry about it is with his second contract, right? Is that Caleb Williams may not sign a second contract if ultimately he really doesn't want to be here in Chicago, but we can't we can't worry about that right now. The, the fact of the matter is you build a winning situation, you get your guy if Caleb is the guy that the Chicago Bears end up drafting, and you and you you keep it pushing, right? And you worry about the rest when it comes. If you're winning or, or being in a place where you're contending for in the playoffs and potentially get to the Super Bowl, it, it is what it is at that point. So we'll see what comes about it. I'm glad that Caleb talked. About It came out and said what he said. Now, for what it's worth, the Bears actually meet with Caleb Williams today. They meet with, meet with Caleb. Caleb Williams described it as the first date, so to say. And if the Bears do plan on, which we, you know, we've heard from different outlets, even Ryan Poles saying he would want to get a deal done as soon as tomorrow, right? And, and the urgency that they do have around 
trying to uh, make the right decision, but also make try to make it before free agency. This could be this interview could be what the Bears use to make their decision. So uh, expect a lot to come out of you. You're going to get the think pieces and everything like that that comes out after this meeting happens with the Chicago Bears and and uh, and Kayla Williams. And that may be what the Bears look at to make their final decision. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. So I told you guys the other day, do not be surprised if some things behind the scenes do happen. And, you know, maybe this interview that happens today with Kayla Williams may be what the Bears use to make their final decision. Now, around that, the other quarterback in this QB controversy is Justin Fields. And yesterday, Josh Schrock of NBC Sports Chicago reported that the Atlanta Falcons have checked in on Fields um, and they have now been listed kind of as the front runners in a lot of ways to potentially trade for Justin Fields. You got to uh, keep in mind with that uh, said that Raheem Morris, who is the new coach for the Atlanta Falcons, talked adamantly about wanting a quarterback that understands the city and can be representative of the city. Of course, Justin Fields is from Atlanta, so that will potentially play into that as well. And, you know, the Bears are going to get offers. We heard that there there could be a few teams offer, uh, interested in Justin that could be, be making uh, offers for him. And But as far as the Atlanta Falcons, right, if they are the team that's at the forefront, as some rumors would have you believe, and they're going to be trying to make a move for Justin Fields, what could the Bears get? Well, I'm going to go to – now, I didn't come up with this deal. I'm not taking credit for it. This one comes, again, from NBC Sports Chicago, who talked about a potential – what a hypothetical trade with the Atlanta Falcons could look like. And they said in this that the Falcons could get Justin Fields and the number 9 overall pick, or the Chicago Bears get number 8 and number 43. Now – while that what that means is that the Bears are giving up a first, they're basically pick swapping. They're moving up one spot to get that number eight pick, but they're also getting that second round pick that the Bears, I do think that they covet to get in the second round to get one of those centers that's in that second round. I really do believe that that's going to happen. They'll recoup the second round pick that they gave up in the Montez sweat trade in a lot of ways as well. So I don't think that that's, uh, I know that's a deal that people are going to look and say, yeah, are you really giving up a first round pick when you're trading Justin Fields? But the potential to move up and get a second in that, maybe, right? And you got to think, uh, some rumors saying that the Bears could j just get a second round pick for Justin Fields. So if you're also moving up in the first round, maybe there's somebody that you, you know, you could then eliminate uh, the, the possibility of somebody else being off the board that the Bears could look at. So, you know, that that it's interesting. I, I, again, you guys know, I, I don't know if the Bears have made a decision yet that could come after the interview with Caleb Williams today, but it comes down to it. Now, US to, USA Today also reported that the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Las Vegas Raiders are the three teams that have expressed the most interest in Justin Fields. Now, these are all teams that we've heard about in some varying degrees before, right? We've heard that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially after Tomlin said that he's a Justin Fields fan. Now, that came about a week after that. It, it was reported that maybe the Steelers weren't necessarily looking for a quarterback. Now, that could have been to play the odds, right? The Las Vegas Raiders have been mentioned basically since Luke Getze went over there, maybe a little bit before as well, but it'd be why would do you really want to pair Justin Fields with Luke Getze again? But again, there and then of course the Atlanta Falcons, which we already know we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point about why the Falcons do make sense for what they're building down there, the weapons that they have on the offensive side, how dynamic that offense could be. So hey, I mean we could very well be talking about a Justin Fields trade by you know at the end of this week, the middle of next week. We'll end up seeing what happens, man. I mean, I, I, again. We'll see, man. I, I I don't know if the Bears have made that decision quite yet, but um, hey, whatever the Bears decide, like I said, the ultimate thing in it is get it right and get this team to being a winning football team, and that's the biggest thing in it. Now, the Bears are also doing their work at other positions down at the Combine as well. They've actually interviewed with two edge rushers that we know of. I'm sure there's probably been more that haven't been reported yet, 
So the two that they've interviewed so far is Jared Verse and uh, uh, Leatu Latu. Said it right that time, Leatu Latu. And so these are both guys that I've talked about heavily on this show before. Jared Verse, I've kind of pinpointed as a target for the Chicago Bears months ago, even before we knew if we were going to have the number one pick. I talked about Jared Verse as being somebody in that first round that the Bears could absolutely take a look at. Verse coming from Florida State, 6'4", 248 pounds. Uh, he's slated to go in a lot of drafts around the 15 area, so that could potentially be a reach if the Bears are trying to get it with their own number nine pick. But this is a guy who, through two years of collegiate football, has had uh, 45 solo tackles, 44 um, assisted tackles in that. He's had uh, 29 and a half tackles for a loss, 18 sacks, nine in each one of those seasons. He's had three passes deflected all last season as well. He's forced to fumble uh, and had two uh, fumble recoveries as well. Jared Verse is a monster. Jared Verse is a beast. And to put Jared Verse on the opposite side of Montez Sweat could do wonders for the Chicago Bears defense, especially for those still developing pieces on the interior of that defensive line. I, I've been I've I've been in love with the potential of what Jared Verse could be for the Chicago Bears team, like I said, for months and months and months. And the, the, the fact that the Bears did interview him is a good sign that they are also looking at that. We know that they're uh, heavily impacting the edge and looking at what it could be. Uh, he did say that he would love a chance to learn and play with Montez Sweat as well, which is a really good thing. And the Bears also interviewed uh, Leatu Latu as well. Where he he uh, met with the Chicago Bears as well in yesterday. And, and Latu is another absolute beast. 6'4", 265 pounds. He's slated to go around the 14th, 15th area as well in a lot of mock drafts. Through three years of collegiate football, he had a total of 100 tackles, 61 solo, 39 of those being assisted, 35 tackles for a loss, 24 sacks, four passes def deflected, um, in that, as well as two interceptions all coming last season, and he's had five forced fumbles over that time and one fumbled recovery as well for himself. These two edges, you can't really go wrong in either one of these guys. And I think bringing in a young edge to be on the opposite side of Montez Sweat to, to learn and stuff, and Montez Sweat, it's not like he's old either, still has a lot of time to progress. I love the potential of that, and it shows that the Bears are really looking at edges, and we may be seeing for the first time the Bears draft an edge in the first round since Ryan Poles came and took over. So maybe that's pointing into that direction, what that means for free agency, things like that. We'll see. But it's very early on in the process. The Bears are going to meet and interview with a lot of people. So don't take too much away from it, but do take away from it that the Bears are doing their due diligence and looking at all the prospects while they're down there at the draft combine. And that's all you can really ask for. Now, with that said, one of the other free agents that we got to talk about, well, not a free agent, but somebody who could be extended this offseason is Tevin Jenkins. And so it came out and said, you know, what what would the, an extension look like for Tevin Jenkins with the Chicago Bears? And while Tevin Jenkins, when he's on the field and healthy, I, I don't think it's 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 hyperbole to say he's he's been one of the most, if not the most consistent offensive lineman for the Chicago Bears. It's just that health aspect of it. And the Bears do have to make a decision. Are they going to try to extend him? Are they going to forego that, that fifth-year option, which I think the date to make that decision is, what, in May or something like that? And, you know, that can go up. And so you got to understand the Bears got to figure out what they're going to do. Would they extend a contract offer to Tevin Jenkins is the bigger question here. And the honest answer that I have for it is I don't know. They may they may not do it. Not not before the season. When you look at it, since Ryan Poles has been here, Tevin Jenkins has had four different injuries. And uh, and in that time, four separate major injuries over that time that has stopped him from playing. And then, you know, he's it, the questions around his injury history is the biggest question around him if you could guarantee that Tevin Jenkins would be healthy 
I don't think there's any doubt on he's the type of player that you would want to extend because of what what and how he performs when he's actually on that football field for the Chicago Bears is adamant. So it it comes down to do you take the risk of of the injuries and giving him a long term contract, or do you play it out another season and, and just wait to see what's going to happen, right? And the, that's where the Bears may sit with all of this. The injury concerns of him are, are legit. And, you know, yes, he's moved around, and you got to give him credit for that when he moved around, you know, especially after having back surgery his rookie year, which is something also after being drafted by Ryan Pace, moving from left tackle to right tackle to right guard. He's done all that over this time uh, since Ryan Poles has taken over, and you got to give him credit for that. I love the, the fact that Tevin Jenkins, regardless of where you put him, has tried to figure it out. But it still comes down to do you do you pay money for somebody who's been as injured, as consistently as what Tevin Jenkins has been? And that's the question that the Chicago Bears have to ask themselves. And what's the price tag then that you put on a player that's young, that's been drafted here, that's developed here, but still has just not been able to stay healthy? And that's the biggest question when it comes down to Tevin Jenkins. I wish it wasn't a question because Tevin, like I said, he, he's everything you want him to be basically when he's 100% fully healthy and he, he's dealt with it. The trade rumors around him. Uh, it, you know, coming into his second year, the fact that he dealt with that extremely well with the right mindset and came in there and just outright performed and won that starting uh, position. All those things you got to give him credit for. But you still got to ask yourself that injury, that it's such a major thing, especially with offensive linemen. If you can't stay on the field and, and we have our injury concerns all up and down that offensive line. So, you know, we'll see what the Bears end up doing and the decision they end up making in that case. But, you know, I hope that Tevin Jenkins and the Bears can work it out to where they can get him. Maybe you want to make that deal very incentive-heavy, and we'll see what happens with Tevin Jenkins. But with that said, you guys have been going off as it's expected this Draft Combine week. We have probably about 30 voicemails unanswered in that. So I got two I'm going to play today. This first one, this one's from Darius. What's going on, guys? Uh, Darius from Dallas here. Uh, I don't think people realize how scary this defense can really get, man, and how close they really are. Um, I think we're going to be like a top two or three defense next year. Um, and that's because we're only one more pass rusher away uh, from doing so. I feel like everything else is there. This is one of the most talented uh, 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 secondaries that I think I've seen uh, probably since we had uh, Peanut in his prime with Tim Jennings over there uh, and the rest of those guys you had at safety. Um, so you look at what we did with the secondary last year when the defensive line didn't even come along really until after Montez got there. Now we're going to add another guy over there along with free agency or the draft or whatever it might be. But the most important part is that, that uh, the Washington uh, guy that we got from uh, uh, the, uh, the Bills, defensive coordinator. Man, we already had an elite linebacking core. Now just imagine what he's about to do with Jermaine Edmonds uh, because he's got familiarity with him and he knows how to use him. He knows how to put Jermaine in the spots uh, where he's most comfortable, where he can thrive and be explosive like he was in Buffalo. Uh, so, man, I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to have one hell of a defense this year. Uh, man, if people don't even really realize it, man, uh, other than San Francisco and, hell, maybe Baltimore, I don't know too many other defenses, I would say, are outright more talented than this. Um, so, man, I'm just looking forward to it. I think Washington's going to do a hell of a job. Even though he's not calling plays, he does know how to use Jermaine Edmonds and really make him a weapon on there. We already know what T.J. Edwards can do. We already know he's a dog. But Jermaine was a little... He left something to be desired, I feel like, uh, based on the contract we gave him. So I think he's going to snap back into that elite level. And, boy, watch out when we got Edmonds firing on all cylinders along with T.J. Edwards. 
uh, with, with the front four getting pressure in the secondary we have, man, we're going to be top two or three. So just looking forward to it. And check uh, up, bear down, goddammit. The Bears being one pass rusher away, I'll say safety on that as well. But, yeah, this defense is definitely in a place where, and I've said this before, it's almost to the point if the right progression happens and we make the right moves this offseason, the Bears could be projected to be a playoff team almost off the strength of their defense alone. And that is a great place to be in. Now, we brought in the offensive staff. We Hopefully we figure out the offensive line and the weapons there to match that intensity. But the, the Bears' defense is legit. And like you said, I love so many pieces on that. This linebacking core, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds and Jack Sanborn, getting another year to kind of build that chemistry between those guys. I really love that. We need some help and some progression on that defensive line, as you said. The secondary, we re-sign Jalen. We get a safety in this draft or in free agency. That's ready to go. You don't have to worry about that. Your cornerbacks, especially if you sign Jalen Johnson, you don't have to worry about. So the Bears are in a really good spot with that defense with a couple of key acquisitions that this this defense can take off. Now, I can't get into how good it's going to be compared to other teams just because, you know, so much up and down when it comes down to that. But I will say that I do have the expectations for the Chicago Bears defense to be no longer no lower than top 10. And honestly, with the way that they played on the back half of that season, still making mistakes and having shortcomings in that, if you can get to the top five as you estimated in your voicemail, listen, that's a that's a platform that you can really build something major off of. And development is going to be a key piece in that. Uh, Kyler Gordon's not done developing. Tyreek Stevenson's definitely, Terrell, definitely not done developing, right? I don't, I don't even think we've seen the best even out of Jalen Johnson if he has a consistent defensive line up front as well. And then that linebacking core, listen, you say what you want about that linebacking core, but I know a lot of people still look at the fact we didn't keep Roquan, but listen, that linebacking core is legit as well. This Bears defense, I think, is going to be a defense for those people like me. I'm a defensive guy. I love the defensive side of the ball. I love it when the Bears defense is rocking and rolling and playing at the level that we love it to. If that defense gets going with Eric Washington, with Matt Eberflus being a good play caller, hey, we could very well be talking about one of the better defenses in the NFL next season. And I don't think those expectations are, are you're wrong to have those expectations. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one, um, this one's from Bishop. Hey, uh, this is uh, Bishop Lott in Arizona, your homeboy from the crib, uh, sending greetings to you and the Cognac boys. Haven't seen Steve on in quite some time. But, you know, I thought about this, and I just wanted to hear you your thoughts about it. Okay, we need a center. Uh, we need a left tackle. We need uh, an edge rusher. We need, we need a wide receiver. But when it comes down to Justin, which is the smartest way for the Bears to operate and from, from just our viewpoint, meaning that uh, Justin is in the league, he's been with the team, he's uh, acclimated with the players, or is it smarter for them to bring this young kid Caleb in, number one, he's not been in the league. He's not seasoned in the in the in the uh, the field of professional sports, and more importantly, uh, he's got to go through a learning process. Which is quicker, to develop uh, uh, Justin or to develop a new quarterback? Give me your thoughts. Y'all been doing a good job, man. I appreciate y'all. Chicago up, bear down. It's your homeboy, Bishop Lott in in uh, Arizona. All right, great question here. Which is quicker to develop, Justin or a new QB? And I don't have the answer to that. I, I'm not in there with these guys. I haven't seen practices. I don't know. And that's the question that Ryan Poles and this coaching staff and front office has to ask themselves is that when you look at it, you again, I know some people paint and present Caleb as this perfect thing. He's not. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying that he should be. Um, but you have to ask yourself, do we think that drafting a new quarterback in Caleb or anybody else, that they're going to be able to get quicker to where we need them to be? Are we going to, do we think with the right weapons and new coaching staff, does Justin, 
with the fact that he's already been in the NFL, does he have the better path to getting there? And that's the question that they have to ask themselves. And, and you know, it's, it's a tough one. It's more difficult than what a lot of fans try to make it out to be. But it's a question that this is your job. This is your job to figure out. So I can't say that. And, and you know, if even me giving the answer would be me giving the answer from a fan perspective. Both quarterbacks have flaws, especially with, quarter, with, with turnovers. But, again, as Ryan Pohl said, it's not necessarily Justin versus anybody else. It's about what's best for the, for, the, for the Chicago Bears football team. And that's the place that I want this team. And I can't be mad at this front office for trying to answer that question. What is the best bet? for the Chicago Bears as a football team so that we can start being at the spot that we need, want, and deserve to be at. And if that's the case, if they, as long as you make that right decision, let's win. That's all it's about, getting the dub and winning basketball games. And let's hope that they make that right decision. And again, you, you may not find out that answer just in next season. You may start seeing some signs of it, but regardless of where they go, you may not get that answer as soon as next season. And this could be something that we're watching and monitoring over a couple of years. But, guys, thank you for leaving those voicemails. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.